what they're listening to. Yeah, I'm glad you asked, little buddy. 24-7. So funny. Comedy Radio. Why can't they just be crazy? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Buckle up. It's showtime. It's time for the green room with Sean Green. Oh, no, this with the show. All right, let's do it. All righty then, let's get started. And now for the moment no one's been waiting for. Welcome everyone to the green room. We're doing it live here on ShantiGreen.com, presented by Amazon. Make sure you go to ShantiGreen.com, click the Amazon link, and support the green room today. You know, you do a little shopping on Amazon. You can, of course, bookmark that link, go back anytime. We get a little slice of the Amazon pie and... By we, I mean uh, just me, and it's a very, very small slice. Pennies on the dollar, a couple pennies, but hey, who's going to turn down pennies? Who's going to turn down free money? Oh, man, good times. I'd like to welcome on returning his triumphant return to the podcast, Mr. Logan Lysico. Logan, what's happening? Hey, everybody, I'm back. (laughs) Woo! Hola, Sean. Hola. It's a perfect uh, return to the podcast. Logan, you've been been on sabbatical, hanging out with your girlfriend. Uh, You moved... (laughs) Pretty much hanging out. Yeah. You uh, moved out of the house. Last we checked in with you on the podcast, you were living here in Los Angeles. You headed south to the, I guess, a little bit more suburban area of Orange County That's right. to move in with the girlfriend. How is uh, how's life treating you so far? Uh, it's good. Going through some changes again. <laughs> we're probably going to move pretty soon again. Now, why are, you, uh, why are you heading out of this place? Well, we, my girlfriend has a son, so we're pretty much a little family living together. <laughs> Unmarried, unfortunately, or whatever, whatever, you, whatever your opinion is. But um, so you're living in sin in Orange County. <laughs> uh, Although, real quick side note, I feel like it's funny when people say living in sin. It, it, you know, basically two unmarried people living together. Right. But I feel like the people that are just living together have way more like wholesome, you know, traditional lives than people who are just not living together. That's I feel absolutely like, true. I feel like they're much more living in sin because they're going out They're Hey, they don't live with the person. So they probably have a little bit more freedom, probably more inclined to see more people. Like, I feel like you're living in sin by not, uh, you know, shacking up with the chick. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and her son, <laughs> but, uh, right, exactly. I feel like that's much more of a traditional wholesome marriage or, I mean, you know, wholesome arrangement. Like that's, you know, historically, I feel like that's much less of a sinful setup than, yeah, well, you know, if you're when just I like lived a, here, I could do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, you're a single bachelor. I feel like you're much more inclined to be involved in quote-unquote sin in that lifestyle choice. Yeah, definitely true. But we live in a one-bedroom right now, and so that's one reason uh, Sawyer has the bedroom and then we sleep in the living room. But, I mean, it's I mean it's actually not a bad setup, but it, it is too small, uh, and we're going to move into a two-bedroom. But... Not only that, the place we moved into seems very nice, but it has roaches. Oh, wow. And they've been by like three times to get rid of the roaches. And I don't think the lady that runs the office at our apartment complex believes that we have roaches. Really? Like, what do we have to gain (laughs) by pretending we still have roaches after they spray? No, I know. It's (laughs) absurd. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, playing devil's advocate, she's probably like, what the what the fuck? I've sprayed five times and these people <laughs> still have roaches. What are they doing? Meanwhile, it's just all in the roaches. The roaches are probably just super resistant or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I'm surprised well, at that the, because Orange It's the County, bug guy. It, uh, he, he put down these traps to like catch – You mean there's an incompetent bug guy? I think so. <laughs> yeah. He's called, now, the, he's called the bug man. And today he came by to spray a third time and – uh, we, this time we had evidence because they were, they kept saying like, oh, well, nothing's in the traps we set. And it's like, but we see them. What? Why would we lie about that? Yes, exactly. So we took a picture of a roach and I killed a roach and put it in its corpse in a bag. <laughs> and <laughs> See, now that this is what happens. <laughs> now they're turning you into the psycho. You're yes. like, you are just trying to live your life. In a nondescript one-bedroom apartment in Orange County, and now you've turned into a psycho. You're you're storing corpses of roaches. <laughs> oh man! And we went to the office, and the head lady that has been giving us attitude wasn't there. It was some poor other lady who's really nice. Yes. So she. So we go in there. And we're That's like, how it we works. St- and they're like, yeah. "Why are you being so crazy?" Yeah. We're like, "We still have roaches." And she's like, "Okay, let me just write it down in my book." And I'm like, "And we have evidence. Here's a <laughs> here's a dead roach." She's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I'm like, please believe us. She's like, I was 
scheduling another spray. Yeah. That's crazy. And yeah. the, then the bug guy says, like, when he saw our evidence, he's like, oh, those are water bugs. Those aren't roaches. Yeah. I mean, whatever their name is, they're big, uh, they're big <laughs> cockroach-looking bugs that are freaking girls out. I yeah. mean, yeah. It, I don't know. Yeah, just the idea. It, it, it's weird. Roaches themselves, I feel like I'm fine with, but... You know, the idea of living with a roach, you just feel dirty. It's weird. Like, they're probably pretty harmless. I don't think you can get sick or anything like that. But just the yeah. idea, you just, it's a mental thing. You're like, I live in a place <laughs> with roaches. And you work or do whatever. You come home and you're like, oh, I'm coming home and there's going to be roaches there too. It's like a mental thing that just bums you up. Yeah. And now we, it's mainly Danielle, but we're, now we're like plugging the drain and leaving the light on in the bathroom all night and stuff. Oh, and to rattle like, the roach. It's, it's, I don't it's know. turned into psychological warfare with the roaches. I mean, it's unacceptable. I agree, but I still it really doesn't bother me that as much as her. Like, yeah, with their roaches. Oh. like she thinks. I mean, she's like, I am done with this place. We are out of here. <laughs> I'm just like, eh. We should, we should feed the roaches. They're probably hungry. <laughs> oh man, my mom is the same way. She's especially freaked out about mice and uh, and rats in particular. I I remember growing up in Colorado. We had a we had a mouse in our in our garage. Um, you know, my dad set a couple traps because that's where we kept the dog food. You know, it gets cold in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Mice find little ways into the house, whatever. And my mom, you know, she saw one one time in the garage or whatever, freaked out. And then, you know, this was like when I was like eight, seven, eight years old. I'll never forget. And my mom was putting on my little brother's shoe, and my buddy, uh, one of my friends, goes, "Oh my God, Mrs. Green, there's a mouse in there!" And she's just like, it's almost like she had a live grenade and she just – I've never seen my mom <laughs> – I've never seen my mom throw anything with any sort of velocity, but she just whipped it across the room wow. and just started <laughs> freaking out. And uh, yeah, it was good times. It's uh, – yeah, women react hysterically to mice. It, it, uh, cockroaches, mice, that's – you know, in, the, in this mixed up world of gender roles, that's – you know, you're still going to play the role of man. You're like, hey, <laughs> let me take care of this. I'll set the trap. Well, there's a lot of – Logan, Logan, come here. What is it? I don't. I'm not sure, but it might be a bug. All right. Well, I'm laying down watching TV, but <laughs> let me get up. I walk over. This really happened like just two days ago or something. It was a cigarette butt on the kitchen floor. Which, by the way, I don't know how that got there. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'll admit I've smoked before. You know, I smoked, and yeah, I occasionally have a pack have a cigarette. of cigarettes in a backpack somewhere, but. It, I don't know how a butt – but it doesn't matter. It was just a piece of trash. She didn't even look close enough to verify. She doesn't want to get too close. stand up laying down. You had to stand up. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, – yeah, just the little domestic things. You wonder why your dad yelled a lot and uh, you know just got fired up. All It's just the confluence of thing after thing. You can't thing. yell at your mom. Yeah, exactly. Or – yeah, and then you just end up taking it out on someone and uh, – yeah, you know, Buddy the dog took him to the vet because he's been itching a lot. And then the pet was – or, you know, the vet, uh, you know, the vet looking at the pet said, oh, hey, give him some Benadryl. That should stop the itching. Of course, it doesn't stop. And then they say, oh, hey, you should switch him over to an oral flea medication. Okay. And then, you know, you tell your girlfriend, you explain this, and then they're like, really? They said that? Why would they say that? It's like, I don't know. I'm not the vet, okay? Like, yes, I'm just relaying the information. This is what the vet said. I didn't immediately question the vet and go, wait, why would that happen? I'm not a vet. That's why I go to the vet, because this is their area <laughs> of specialties. Then I go to the pet store, and, uh, well, first off, I couldn't get a ride over to the normal pet store where I get, like, the cheap good food that the dog seems to enjoy. And that's perfectly fine. So I went to some, like, bougie, natural health food, uh, you know, tail waggers in Hollywood and paid way more <laughs> for the for food that's probably not as good so that I'm mad at the dog. And it, <laughs> just because I'm like, you better really enjoy this. You better stop itching yourself. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, well, also she said, the vet said, switch over to an oral uh, tick medication. She said... She said, switch over to the oral tick medication. She didn't say that he had ticks, but she said, if you switch over to the oral medication, maybe the tick medication you put on him topically is causing some allergic reaction. So I go, okay, fine. I'll do whatever the vet says. Go up there to the guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, one more thing. Can I have some oral tick medication or flea medication? I don't know. Maybe I said the wrong thing. But you said th- flea first. <clears throat> okay, flea. 
He goes, wow, I don't even, that's uh, only prescribed by a vet. We, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> I just want to, now I want to kill him. I want to kill the vet. <laughs> uh, it's fr- you know, the frustration of uh, domestic life, Logan. Exactly. Good time. So now uh, what are you working? What are you up to these days? Give us a normal, uh, what have you been doing? Well, you've known me for a long time to be just a kind of a rambling man <laughs> who never really travels, but I well, ramble. Well, you, you ramble place. because you just hang out all day and then you just decide <laughs> that you're going to, you know, you got to get your head straight or do whatever. So you'll go on like an epic five mile walk and just roam around. <laughs> well, also just doing odd jobs and stuff and being a freelancer. So yeah, right now I'm part-time illustrating for a guy for a Bible-themed children's book okay <laughs> and which that's my i think cool job and then uh, my other job is i work for advert tickets and i uh audit <laughs> like advertising oh okay like, see, like so tonight actually after this i have to go to all these um uh valet places and I guess they've been paid to put ads on the back of the valet tickets. So oh, I okay. take pictures of people holding up their <laughs> dumb valet tickets. So I got to be like the douchebag who's like, and I'm not wearing anything that makes me look official. And yeah. I don't know how to do that really other than carry a clipboard. So people are just going to be like, why do you want my picture? It's exactly. Like, oh, I work for them, I swear. Yeah, no, I'm just a huge fan of valets. Please <laughs> let me take your, I'm a paparazzi of valets. Please let me. Let me take some pictures of you. That's kind of – yeah, I feel like if I was a valet, I'd be kind of freaked out by that. But, yeah, that always – in my head, I always wondered, oh, like, did they just give these guys a bunch of flyers? How do they ever follow up on that? And I guess they have some auditing. Do you have any sort of uh, – you know, in your years of freelancing, what kind of a crazy stuff have you come across? Well, there's an artist named Janelle Monet, and I think she's in a hip-hop song. Crap, I'm trying to remember. She's in a song that you would never – Oh, man, I wish I could remember it, but her name's Janelle Monet. She is awesome, actually, and she's just on the verge. I th- she'll probably be some pop star someday. I don't know, but uh, I built a headdress. I helped build her headdress for, like, one of her CD covers, and it's, like, this really extravagant headdress. Um, I was an art uh, assistant for a live Joss Stone show. <laughs> um, I... I used to install gas station advertising. Now, what happened to that? You just got tired of doing it, or it's the same company that owns advert tickets. Oh, okay. <laughs> they sold off their gas, the <laughs> the, the uh, department that I was working for, and that department merged with another company, and that other company never hired me back. <laughs> I guess they already had enough people or something. Oh wow, the fast fast paced game of uh, gas sign installation. Yep. Um, I don't know what else have I done. I painted. I painted like a Roman ruin, or I guess a Greek ruin. Like there was, there's this club in on the west side that just has trippy shit everywhere. Like it has flower, giant flowers with eyeballs in it and stuff. I think it's a place for people to like throw raves, but uh, they had these pillars similar to what's in your uh, kitchen area. That's also like goes from your from your dining room to your. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm trying to think. No, anyway, no, they're, they're columns. Of people have not been in my kitchen. I, know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how it <laughs> illustrated, but they're just columns, and we just drew cracks and stuff and made them look old. And I got a free skateboard out of that. It was like <laughs> the guy that worked. He founded King Grinds King, like, and they make parts of skateboards and stuff. Right. So you've had an interesting Million life. Things. <laughs> Are you getting uh, getting excited for the Super Bowl, Logan? Yeah, no, I didn't even know it was coming. <laughs> How I mean, do you I know? did. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but how does that happen? Did you just not keep? Oh, I don't know. I've been away from the grid. Yeah, you've been my uh, attachment to sports, basically. Connection to football. Yeah, I am getting uh, really excited for the Super Bowl, of course. And uh, you know, it's a great time because it's a confluence of not only sports, but yeah, the regular people who not, aren't normally into sports get into it. They uh, you know get into all the wacky bets. I've also uh, basically I got this uh, grill. It's a blacktop 360. I don't know if you ever heard Whoa. of them, but it's basically they peg themselves as the ultimate tailgating grill, <laughs> and uh, they don't disappoint. It really is. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Like it's this grill that. Like you say, blacktop 360 because it's like circular like a saucer and you can kind of – there's no like front and back to it. 
and then they have like one one third of it is the is the grill part. One third is like a flat griddle. The other third is like a warming tray, and then the middle there's a deep fryer. So I was using Whoa. it the other day, and oh man, <laughs> I've just spent the past two weeks just thinking of different stuff I could fry. Snicker bars, wings, shrimp, cauliflower. Like, so is this like an indoor electric thing? No, it runs on propane. You can fold it up. It's perfect for tailgating. Is it part of your – I mean is it an attachment that you can put on your propane grill that you have? No, no, no. It's its own separate grill. Like it's a – you know, it's size of like a regular – you know, like a, basically the size of a, a Weber grill. But Sweet. not not quite as deep. You can hook it up to a propane tank, or you can even hook it up to those little like camping canisters. You can take it. At, it's it's really awesome. But now it, I feel like having a deep fryer in your life is really a gift and a curse because yeah. all I'm doing right now is just thinking, oh wow, I could be frying that. Like, <laughs> or everything you're about to put in your mouth, you're just like, wait a minute, this could be deep fried. It really it's Pandora's box of tailgating. Like you just you can't help but think. <clears throat> Oh man, this would be awesome, but it would be a whole lot more awesome if it was fried. So, I've just my brain has been consumed uh, you know, the past week or so since I got the grill just thinking about, hey, what am I going to deep fry? Uh, and yeah, basically what am I going to deep fry? <laughs> <laughs> Those two I've things. already well, yeah, I've already and basically how the Super Bowl is going to shake out. A lot of uh of course there's always the weird wacky bets in the Super Bowl, the over under for the national anthem. The line I was hearing was that it was two minutes and 15 seconds, Alicia Keys, but... Ooh, Alicia Keys, that's going to be long. That's what I thought, and she even told people she's doing her quote-unquote own version. But now there's even some more rumors that, uh, you know, inside sources tell me that it was already pre-recorded, so that there might already be a time out there somewhere that Uh has whether or not Alicia, you know, how long the thing goes... They're setting the over-under at 2 minutes and 15 seconds, or at least that's a line I'm seeing. I really like the under there because last year, Christina Aguilera did it, and she's super long-winded, and she did hers at 1 minute and 53 seconds. So even if Alicia Keys adds on 15 seconds, it's still going under. I feel like that's going to be a little bit crazy. Like, uh, yeah, that just sounds insane that it can go that long. How aware do you think the singers are of these bets? They must be aware of them, but do they think about that? Well, they they must be aware of them, but I, I feel like you can't think about that. They're, I mean, most of these chicks are super divas. I mean, was Whitney Houston thinking about the over-under the national anthem? No, she's thinking about smoking crack. Next crack. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, glass flowers and whatever kind of normal flowers are in her dressing room. She's thinking about why Bobby Brown doesn't love her enough. Like, she's got a bunch <laughs> of other, well... God rest her soul. But she has a bunch of other crazy thoughts going on. I feel like that's probably the last thing that ever, uh, you know, passes through their mind. There's also a couple other funny ones. How many times Ray Lewis will mention God? The over-under set at three. <laughs> Ray Lewis, super religious guy. Also the guy who was implicated on two murders, um, but basically beat the charge or got it pled down to obstruction of justice. It sounded like, I mean, from all accounts, it sounded like... Him and a couple of buddies were walking down in a dark alley after uh, a Super Bowl party years ago. You know, he didn't play in the Super Bowl, but he was hanging out there. Uh, these dudes rolled up on him. Uh, there was an altercation. Those two dudes got stabbed to death, and Ray Lewis's suit was never found. Obviously, he's covered in blood. Uh, it sounds like one of the three guys did the most of the stabbing, but it was unclear of what happened. I don't know. I, I feel like he was probably wow. involved, but the guys that... Atta- but then the thing, like the guys who were confronting Ray Lewis at 4 a.m. in the morning probably weren't completely harmless characters. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I think Stand he definitely ground. did. Well, I think he, I think Ray Lewis probably definitely did some fucked up shit. But whether or not it would be construed as murder, that's tough. Because I feel like if you're rolling up on dudes and instigating stuff 4 a.m. in Atlanta, I don't know. It's and I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying to rob Ray Lewis. I mean, he was coming out of the of the club like dressed in this garish white suit. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, but it is funny. He immediately found God. Totally, re, you know, basically got his whole image together. the The great moment was so he's, you know, he stabbed these people or allegedly stabbed these people. The following year, he was actually in the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl MVP, but. Uh, it, you know, traditionally, then he stabbed someone else. Yeah, exactly. Can't help himself. <laughs> he was just stabbing people left and right at the podium, <laughs> trying to answer the questions. Uh, instead of, you know, 
basically there's that tradition. Disney, after you win the Super Bowl, they go they go up to you go there, hey, Logan Lysico, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you doing next? Going to Six Flags! <laughs> Going to Knott's Berry Farm. Um, yeah, so instead of doing that to Ray Lewis, they did it with Trent Dilfer, who was the quarterback that year and really wasn't a great quarterback, but he still got to say the <laughs> line. So really... You know, the real winner in the whole Ray Lewis double homicide is Trent Dilfer, who got to do the Disney commercial. <laughs> and they get they get paid like a normal commercial. It's a couple hundred thousand dollars. So it's a pretty sweet gig. Wow. I, if I was a competitive um, – <laughs> if I was a competitive – if I was like Knott's Berry Farm or Six Flags like you said, I, I would just try and undercut and just find other guys right. who are way worse. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you were just the towel guy for the Baltimore <laughs> – for the San Francisco 49ers winning the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? I'm going to go to Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> yeah, that could even be like funny. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I don't know. That great, could, great that, riffing. Logan. That could even be a joke commercial. Like, yeah, we're not. I don't know. But yeah, that, I don't no, know. I, I like it. Or hey, if I had a beer or a whiskey, I would just go. I would go up to like, hey, Joe Flacco, you just totally blew the Super Bowl. What are you gonna do next? Right. Uh, I'm gonna drink a shitload of Jim Beam. Nice, <laughs> Jim Beam. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's obviously not the breakfast of champions. It's the uh, you know the nightcap of uh, losers. <laughs> right, Jim Beam. <laughs> I don't know if they'd want to directly associate themselves with losers, but... Southern Comfort would be a good one. Sometimes you just need to be comforted. (laughs) Another uh, popular bet in the Super Bowl is the uh, color of the Gatorade. There was a big big controversy last year because I guess it came... The the Gatorade color was purple. A lot of people who had blue were trying to argue that it was blue. But I guess it ended up being purple, so it was like a no bet. Because no one had purple as an option, so it's I, funny. When I think of blue, I'm thinking light blue. Yeah, I, but I know what they were trying to pull. Yeah, they're trying to pull some. Uh, it was like it was like the middle of the road blue. So there's always always a ton of a uh, ton of gambling action going on, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Super Bowl for me is just it's it's just yeah, it's just great. There's no you don't have to go to church. You, you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> As it's you like, always do every Sunday. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I forgot one, it was on a Sunday. Here one time you can. <laughs> no, but I mean it's like everything great about a holiday without, without you know. Wait, uh, what did you forget was on a Sunday? Church? Yeah. Or well, I, I didn't do the Super Bowl the Super Sunday Bowl. math. But no, I like the idea that it's everything that's great about a holiday. The drinking, uh, gambling, just eating as much as you want, hanging out, partying. But without the bad stuff. Without, Having like, to hang out with your family. Quality time. You know, <laughs> I like I like my family. Don't get me wrong. But a Super Bowl party is much more exciting than Easter brunch or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although a lot, I feel like a lot of our holidays end up kind of devolving into similar aspects of Super Bowl parties. I mean, really, it's – I guess Thanksgiving is pretty on par with the Super Bowl. It's just there's more yeah. gambling options and a little bit more buildup. <laughs> so Thanksgiving for me, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Laying around, drinking food, eating, gambling on football. All the, uh, you know, basically all the things that make America great, Logan. By the way, I noticed you have a, uh, what is that, Tascam? You have like a new device over there? Is that for podcasting? Oh, I used yeah, to have it's one. A, uh, yeah, it's a Tascam recorder. Uh, I think I'm gonna maybe start trying to record the podcast on it. We'll see. I haven't uh, played around with as played around with it enough, but I actually used it when I recorded my recorded, you know, CD quality esque uh, free download. You can get on Sean T. Uh, I don't know if it's exactly CD quality, but it's it's pretty high quality MP3. You can go to SeanTGreen.com. Just hit the free download button live from steel sacks but yeah i went home for christmas me and uh johnny laquasto another stand-up comedian lives in los angeles but he's also from uh where i'm from originally the lehigh valley and uh yeah we had like a great show they like uh yeah basically did a half an hour of uh, a lot of new stuff you know stuff that i haven't put out there before and i recorded uh that recorder, that nice Tascam recorder, I used to record the crowd audio, and then I recorded off the board feed, and then mixed the two together. Nice. Oh yeah, so goodness. it came out it came out pretty good. Good times. Uh, I feel like the quality of the recording was a lot better than my previous uh, CD thing I put out. And yeah, it's free to download. Just go to shantygreen.com. Uh, <laughs> less, you know, the the previous CD I had, it was a little rougher audio. 
crowd was a lot crazier, a lot more heckling and mixing it up with the crowd and stuff, which was fun, but I, I don't think it sounded as good per se. Uh, my uncle busted my chops only once or twice on the uh, show, so overall, it's good. Uh, felt really happy with the show, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was good times. Nice. Is this show making you more technically savvy, or have you always kind of been a tech guy, but just well, just starting to invest in it? Or yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that's the thing. I, I'd prefer not to. I'd prefer just to be a star. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just to be a comedian. Yeah. But the reality is, what I, you know, I mean, every business you're in, especially entertainment, you have to be very internet and tech savvy. I feel like, um, just because, hey, if you're not doing it, no one's gonna just like, for the most part, no one's gonna make your stuff. Or if they are, they're gonna make it kind of their way. So any kind of stuff, you know, this is great about the podcast, uh, recording my own stuff, all that, all that kind of things. Um, you know, you, you own total control of it. You can get it the right way. Um, yeah, it just I don't know, it makes sense. I mean, that's why the internet was created, so we could kind of, well, I'm for hardcore pornography, but other than that, like you in the entertainment world, you get to put out whatever you want and. Whatever business you're in, you know, even if you're in just some small random business, you still have to know the internet and have to be able to be savvy enough to do it unless you yeah. want to totally outsource everything. It sounds crazy. Totes my goats. <laughs> Logan, have you uh have you followed up with any of the news? Are you uh Yeah, I mean impressed? the Mante Tao thing <laughs> is pretty crazy. Did I say his name right? No. But it's fine. I feel like no one's pronouncing it correct. I, and I thought it was Mante. It's Mantai Tao. As far Man-tai. as Mantai. Man Oh, that's right. Mantai Tao. Yeah. As far as I know. But um yeah, what's the latest with developments in Mantai Tao? Well, they he played the voicemails and uh, I think last podcast we were talking about it a little bit, but they played the voicemails and the dude pretending to be a chick does really sound like a girl. It's funny, though. People were like, oh, my God. You know, they're upset that the guy lied. But now, in hindsight, there must have been some sort of sex scene. So it's pretty easy to not want to admit to jerking off to a guy's voice unintentionally. Yeah, it's too funny. It's Oh, my gosh. Have you ever – We uh, did talk about that last time, though. It was so long ago, right? Didn't well, no. We? I mean, we were talking about it in our personal conversation off the air. But I was saying the uh, – no, the last time I did the – podcast the last week's episode we were talking about it a little bit right i meant we collectively as the show not you and me particularly sorry oh. if that was sorry if i threw you off there no i feel no well maybe i'm just maybe i listened to the last show it seems like last time i was on the show it was just becoming a story but no one knew what was going on but maybe i'm wrong no it, it's been a pretty it's been a pretty recent thing it happened right after the national championship so we're talking i mean only you know, a few weeks old at the, at the most. I mean, we're at the end of January and it broke after the national championship, which I think was like January 10th or January, like early January. So it's been, it's right. only been a few weeks. Either way. Crazy story. Crazy story. And Logan, have you ever been uh, catfished or have you ever fallen victim to any sort of internet, internet scams or internet something happens? And, uh, no, except one time this Asian girl, uh, Friended me on Facebook. She looked pretty cute, and then she, uh, and then she messaged me, "Hi, want to be my chat partner?" And I didn't know what that meant, you know. But I was like, eh, "Whatever, sure." <laughs> and then she wrote, "Cool, where where you live?" And I was like, "Who is this?" And she goes, "I like foreigner," or I mean, it was like, I don't know. I think it was some kind of spam thing. So I mean, I looked at her. Uh, what's it called? Um, account and it was clearly like just created and had no. So I don't know who was doing that or what the point of that was, but I just deleted it. So there's no story there. <laughs> but that's I, the I only can, thing I can think of. I can sense there's no story, but I wanted to just let it, yeah. let it play out. It's all right, Logan. As soon as I started, I was like, wait, nothing interesting happened. You can't, I mean, you she can't, didn't even say anything. You came in strong with the uh, Asian chick. I um, I forget what. What exactly, how exactly this came about, but I think it was, I mean, this was maybe like five, six years ago. I was uh, living here in Los Angeles and uh, I forget if I was like messaging chicks or had like um, a thing on online profile or something. I was, you know, trying to mix it up in the online dating world. And uh-huh. I get this message from this girl like, hey, really like your profile, blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Go back and forth a little bit. And I'm, I'm suspicious. I'm like, this is kind of weird. Like, it, it came out of nowhere. It doesn't feel like it was it was necessarily in response to anything. But I was like, mm, all right. And she was like, hey, uh, do you want to meet at uh, Casey's Bar and Grill uh, downtown? Or no, Casey's, like, uh, bar. It's, like, this Irish bar downtown. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, I love that bar. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, I'd love to meet there. And she's like, <laughs> and I think she even said like, "Oh, I'll be wearing a red dress," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." Oh, that's like a red flag right there. Yeah, no, I mean, it sounded weird, but I, in my head, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, worst case, I'm hanging out at Casey's. Like, what's?" I I, I was like, "This sounds dumb, but hey, why not just check it out?" I was kind of I get just, to drink. Right, exactly. Worst case scenario, I'm getting drunk at Casey's, which is probably you know probably might have been on the agenda prior to that. So. Well, by the way, I just want to clarify, like, to say I'm going to wear this or that, it's not that weird, but a red dress? Yeah. It sounds the red pretty dress stereotypical. Is usually, usually a red flag. Yeah. It feels like something right out of a romance novel. Yeah. So I get there, and they're charging a cover at Casey's. I was like, what? And I had been there maybe once or twice before. I was like, this is just a regular bar. I was like, and I forget if it was like five or ten bucks. I'm like, all right, whatever. It's going into a bar. Hey, at least maybe there'll be chicks there. You know, if this chick doesn't show up or whatever, hey, I'll hang out for a while. Mm-hmm. I pay the like five or ten bucks, and then I walk down. And it's just all dudes. It's just all dudes sitting in this bar, and I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> all right, this is a real red flag right now." <clears throat> and then I just like get a drink, and I'm just hanging out. And then I, I like look over, and the, or basically, there's like you know, the bar's kind of full, but it's all just dudes, uh-huh. and. Uh, <laughs> It's not like it's not that kind of bar. It's not like a gay bar, or just like an all dude bar. It's you know usually a mixed company. And I turn my head and then I realize, oh my god, what's going? Like it's all these single guys. And then this one, I just overhear the conversation. Yeah, I don't know. She said she was going to be wearing a red dress. And I was like, Mother. oh my god, <laughs> everyone there was. That's insane. I mean, I, I'm guessing. I didn't go and shake down every guy and go, wait, are you here to see the chick in the red dress? Like, there was just, oh, man. That oh, was... I was expecting you to say it was gay night or something. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I don't know why they would try and, and pull me out. And then I saw him wearing the red dress. <laughs> I don't know why they would try to pull me out for gay night. I don't really, I don't know. Maybe there's the gay guy. Oh, I figured to... Sully or somebody would oh. play a prank on you and make you go to gay night or something. Well, that's not out of the question, uh, you know, our buddy uh, Sully going, you know, playing some tricks on Sully. I have um, no idea why I pulled him out. <laughs> now, out I've, been, anyone, I've but... been guilty of pulling tricks like that. Um, it was actually... Uh, well, let's hear about it. All right. Well, that's how, that's how you do this, Logan. I'm queuing up my own story here. So I read this article in, like, New York Times. This was another story years ago, and it said uh, there's this new service that allows you to email people if you have an std so basically hey you get found out that you have an std instead of that awkward conversation of calling them up and going hey i have an std you should get yourself looked at yeah blah 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 you can basically send them this form email explaining hey this is from so and so you should get yourself checked out blah 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 whoa so i uh i saw this and i was like well who's in Who's the most paranoid person I know? Sully. So I put in Sully's email, <laughs> hit send, never thought about it. And just totally, totally like I sent it and I totally forgot about it. I was – I thought – in my head I thought like, oh, Sully would read this, instantly realize it was a joke, event, you know, bring it up in and conversation. And we'll all move on with our lives and never – Well, he would yeah. – I would think that he would bring it up. And, you know, this was back in the day when people didn't check their email as much. So I was like – I didn't think of anything of it. Like I, I remember having a thought once where it was just like, oh, he didn't mention it. He must have just seen it as like spam or junk and didn't think about it, whatever. Comes up like two and a half years later. I'm like, oh, yeah, I tried to play a prank on you once. I sent you this STD thing. And he's just like, what? Oh, my God. I was freaking out. Like he – I oh guess he God. had some – or he had some idea where he thought like, wait, it couldn't have been that – this girl I was recently with, he, he had this like basically near heart attack about <laughs> about how he thought this chick had sent this to him and he was freaking out. Did he get and tested? I think so, yeah. So he was <laughs> he ended up being alright, but I think he was su- I mean he was super paranoid and Prank accomplished. 
Because <laughs> he's fine, but he spent a little extra money, but it's his own. Yeah, it's hilarious. Well, Sully probably went to the free clinic. I mean, I can't knock a free clinic, obviously, but, you know, being a guy who doesn't have health insurance. But the, um, <clears throat> yeah, no, oh the, my uh, gosh. the, uh, it is, a, it, well, I guess maybe it's a prank that goes right or it's a prank that goes wrong. It's kind of a prank that goes wrong in a certain sense because I didn't really get to enjoy it until a couple of years later, and I don't know. I didn't get to see Sully squirm like it, it. It it totally defeated the whole entire point of a prank. Where were you guys when you figured out what happened? Were you? I don't remember. That's what I'm saying. Like there was like a two year span in between right. when that happened. Well, it would be. I mean, it'd be great if you get if you were. You know, at a get together when you found that out, that's funny. You know, you guys could all have a big laugh, the whole group. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Sully was. But still... if you're just waiting in an elevator with him, and you're like, "Oh yeah," so I think like, Sully oh. was a little bit pissed, but also just super relieved that he didn't have an STD and that it wasn't. It wasn't one on one. That's intense. Like you, what you did that to me. But as soon as you add more people to the mix, I mean, it's nothing but funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like to think that it was funny. I enjoyed myself. I, I don't know. Matt might have, uh, yeah, like you said, Matt was terrified. But and it, it yeah, I guess a, a classic prank. You need to see someone be terrified to really enjoy it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you need, yeah, I don't know. You need some other like when I, like when I gave Good you a cookie. Blue balls. Yeah, exactly. Like when I gave you a cookie and then uh, you took a bite of the ice cookie and then I said it was a dog cookie and you got really pissed off. That was great prank because I got to see you bite into the dog cookie. I got to see you get really upset and then I got to see you like decide how much you liked if it. If I wanted to finish you, it, <laughs> how much you liked it? I, what, I just felt stupid. <clears throat> Right before I bit it, I was like, why is it shaped like a bone? Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I guess in your defense, I mean, yeah, maybe the bone should have thrown you off. But it was a a bone cookie with icing on it. Like, it it looked like a legitimate cookie. I I mean, I think the person who is the dog bakery that my mom goes to to get the cookies to ship out to my dog, I think that person's probably a little bit crazier. But... (laughs) Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it felt it was. Uh, it was fun, man. You got to see see you bite into a cookie. That turned out to be a dog treat. Although, honestly, I've uh, from time to time the dog treats that my dog gets. I, I'm I taste them, man. I'm, I was on a what? long <clears throat> yeah, I was on a long road trip. Uh, Buddy, my dog has these giant sacks of jerky that looks pretty solid. So I tried to eat it, and uh, yeah, it didn't taste really good. I don't know what. I don't know. They must cure uh, human jerky for humans different than dog jerky because the chicken jerky strips he got were – they were just like completely flavorless. Um, you know, normal beef jerky is pretty solid. But this this beef jerky that the dog had – and I was with my <laughs> girlfriend at the time. or uh, Yeah, so never hear the – you know, once you willingly decide to eat a piece of uh, dog food in front of their girlfriend, you never hear the end of that. <laughs> You know, every time she goes to give the dog a treat, oh, would you like one too? <laughs> Secretly, maybe I'd like to sample some of the other dog treats, but, you know, that's basically right out the window. Yeah. Um, all right, Logan, we'll do some more news here. Did you see that Chris Brown and uh, Frank Ocean got into a fight? No. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who Frank Ocean is, but I, I think I think right now with the Chris Brown, Frank Ocean, just... Chris Brown in general just loves getting in fights. Loves getting in fights. He compared himself to uh, Jesus being crucified on the cross because of the way that people were attacking him. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what he. <laughs> well, I Jesus just... fought everyone he met. <laughs> yeah, we know. Hey, I bet you those money collectors at the temple probably have a similar story to Frank Ocean. They were like, "Hey, we just came here to do business." Then you know, hey. Really, Jesus lost his temper. I, I feel like for a guy or a person that's completely perfect, there is no need to flip over these money changers' tables, right? Like, yeah, granted they were in the wrong by changing money in the temple. Okay, they made a mistake. But, you know, hey, at the end of the day, Ask him Jesus, nicely. Jesus, I still got to put fish and bread and wine on my table for my kids, all right? Now I got a damaged money-changing table. How am I going to make money at the bazaar? Jesus is actually a dick. He's just like, oh, you want bread and fish? Here you go. All the bread and fish yeah, you exactly. win. He's like, no, it's, that's not the point, Jesus. 
You can do whatever you want. Leave us alone. That would be great. If the water and the wine and the, the, the bread. Yeah. And it was all just passive-aggressive Jesus. Right. Just, okay, you guys keep at – it was probably – it was yeah, it's probably that thing. They were wandering the desert. They kept going, can we eat yet? Can we eat yet? All right, we can eat. And they just yeah. gave – you know, spread out all the fish and bread and said, like, all right, you want to eat now? Now we're going to have never-ending food. Shows about a wedding. Oh, Jim, you brought water. That's nice. Here, let me make this a real party. Boom. Everybody love me. I'm Jesus. <laughs> well, he, he had the same flair and ego that uh, Chris Brown had. I don't know. Chris, <laughs> I just love the guys comparing themselves to uh, Jesus Christ, especially, like, a black guy like Chris Brown. I feel like, you know... I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's probably religious, but then I don't understand the being religious, but then also comparing yourself to Jesus Christ, which, if you are religious, feels like the complete opposite thing you would – I mean, it's like yeah. the most – I mean, I get it. Religious people are hypocritical, whatever, but like going out of your way <laughs> – exactly. I mean, yeah, you could you could talk about religious people and hypocrisy all day, all podcasts, but uh, – He has nowhere to go. I mean, what's he – what else is he yeah, going to say? Yeah, I guess. What are you going to say? I'm a huge asshole? <laughs> yeah. He's got to think of some reason that he's being <laughs> – other than the fact that he beat a woman. Right. I guess he just feels like so many years have passed. Like, get over it. But meanwhile, he's still getting well, in fights with guys. And hey, Rihanna got over it. So now are we crazy for not stepping in or should we get over it? I think that's what pisses everyone off and that's why everyone still brings it up because it's so, like, trashy. <laughs> Well, and like also, I mean, really, maybe we should let, maybe we should forgive Chris Brown. I mean, Rihanna, Rihanna forgave him. So if Rihanna can forgive him, why are we still holding him up to this other standard? Where, hey, Rihanna was the one who actually got beat up. We all, we're all just looky loos who saw her get beat up, and she decided. <laughs> I mean, what are we, what are we blaming Chris Brown? Is he? I, it's funny. Like, I feel like out of everyone, Rihanna doesn't get enough shit. Like. Why, why aren't people calling Rihanna retarded? Or why aren't they calling her stupid for going back to a guy who beat her? She's the victim. Yeah, well, then they just say, like, well, <laughs> it's, it's hard. You don't understand. I understand. Listen, I understand that excuse if you're living in a trailer park and that's the only place you have to go is to go back to that guy. And he's providing for you and you're in a situation where you can't escape. But yeah. I feel like Rihanna could escape. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean to call her out, but I, I feel like. When you have a recording contract, you're a pop star, you have millions of dollars, you can find another guy, another shitty boyfriend to rough you up or whatever. Like, you don't have to go you don't have to go back to him. I feel like that excuse isn't as strong with a person like Rihanna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say I'm here, Riri. Then I was like, oh, Daniel. Your team there. Rihanna? Are you team Rihanna? I, now, this would be awesome. God bless anyone who wears a shirt that just says, like, Team Chris Brown. Yeah. That would be the awesome, just kind of asshole move, just walking around going, yeah, support Chris Brown, whatever he does. Now available in the Sean Green store. I, I could maybe, uh, is that your phone? It was, sorry. Oh, okay. I'll mute it. It's all right. Come on, Logan. I know your podcasting game's rough or uh, rusty here, but. Oh my gosh, can't believe it allowed this. <laughs> totally blew it. <clears throat> All right, let's see. One more uh, one more anecdote here. One more story, one more piece to get to on the podcast. The governor of Pennsylvania is suing the NCAA over the sanctions they leveled because of the Penn State sex scandal. Couple issues here. I, I've, I'm tired of them referring it to as a sex scandal, because then I, whenever I see that online, I immediately click on it and think like, oh, there's something new. It's not a sex. Like Jerry Sandusky doesn't feel like a sex scandal. Like I, I don't know. It like two people at mean. work hooking up is scandalous. What he did was a tro. Like I feel like there should be another word or another phrase they use to describe how bad that was. Yeah. And well, also, atrocity. Yeah, sex atrocity. Sex atrocity. <laughs> I guess that sounds a little rough. I, sounds I too funny. <laughs> <laughs> sex atrocity sounds hilarious. Local to sex look. atrocity. Local sex atrocity draws thousands. I just feel like if you're the governor <laughs> or if you're the, the school of Penn State, you gotta just stop fighting this. You just accept any sort of punishment, whether they make sense or not. You gotta realize that it doesn't look good fighting it. it it's like the worst PR move of all time. Yeah. I mean, you basically had the worst PR move of all time. Really, what you should be doing is just going, hey, 
Whatever you guys want to punish us, fine. We'll move on. Penn State football had a decent year in football. Hey, let's just keep this positive momentum going and just keep working it out from there. Not like nitpick over everything that happened and try and fight every little thing because you're just going to make yourself look that much worse. So what's the governor suing over? What did what happened to him? Is he just suing because the economy was affected? No, no, he's not suing personally. I think he's suing that the you know Penn State University is a state school and he he feels like they're being I, I don't. I don't even know his argument. Just basically that, uh, yeah, he's suing them over the Penn State sex scandal. Um, basically, that the san- the sanctions that they put on the the university be thrown out because um, <laughs> I don't know because they're they're not fair. Basically, they're punishing. Yeah, dumb. I mean, I understand you're punishing people at the school. You're punishing other who students. weren't involved. But yes. It- Right, I but we can you. only punish Jerry Sandusky so hard. And like I said a million times, uh, maybe they wouldn't have penalized the school so hard if everyone still hadn't supported Joe Paterno and everyone else until the very – you know what I mean? Yeah, like, <clears throat> that's a great People point. would have been quicker to criticize. Uh, well, you were there and you were trying to make – I remember you talking about – yeah, well, I did a show at Penn State the day after Joe Paterno got fired. I did a comedy show. <laughs> but obviously, very weird vibes. Yeah. And it was just, <clears throat> yeah, no, it was. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to talk about it a little bit, but then, like, what do you say? And obviously, these kids weren't in favor of molesting the kids. So it's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird dynamic. It's uh, obviously horribly, horribly tragic. But if you're if you're the governor of Pennsylvania, you just gotta let sleeping dogs lie and not mess. Just move on. You're not helping your case by fighting this. All you're doing is basically dragging it up again. Yeah, Jerry Sandusky's name is all back in the news because you're suing the NCA over these sanctions. It sounds insane. Speaking of people suing each other, have you gotten an email about a class action lawsuit against Facebook? No, I haven't. I got one. I. Thought everyone on Facebook would get one. I don't know how it works, but apparently, uh, I can. If I fill out a lot of paperwork, I can get, receive up to ten dollars. <laughs> well, it sounds like another cat. <laughs> sounds like another catfish uh, scam here, Logan. Maybe it was. Now, what do, what do they basically get? I mean, what's the lawsuit based on? Um, using your information for advertising. Oh, well, I'm sure there's something there for a lawsuit, but I, I, what attorney is this? Who knows? I don't know. Did you look into it? No, I just deleted it. <laughs> I thought it was funny because it, it's like this very long email. It's it's almost like touting like, oh, we sued and won this case. Uh, they've violated your rights. All you have to do is do this and that and the other, and then you will receive your share, which is up to $10. It's just like they really, – They're really yeah. so short. All right. One more piece of news, Logan. The hedgehog, Ron Jeremy, in critical condition after heart aneurysm. It's a... Uh... <laughs> I like your new way of reading the news. It's pretty streamlined. <laughs> well, I'm just bringing up some stuff that I wanted to get to here or been meaning to get to. Sean's gone digital. He used to just have notes on a piece of paper. I do have now... some notes on the paper. I'm also bringing up, uh, bringing up stories online, Logan, going, you know, moving forward in uh, technology, taking care of the digital stuff. Man, it's hard to not laugh at Ron Jeremy. I mean, even though he's had an aneurysm and is in critical condition, uh, he seems like a fun-loving guy. But <laughs> I met him once. Yeah, I met him once too. It, the thing about Ron Jeremy, I met him at a comedy club. This was when – well, no, this is really embarrassing. So you know Skippy <laughs> from Family Ties? I didn't watch Family Ties, okay. actually. Well, he's a character <laughs> – He's a, t- he's a child actor. I'm the worst yes ander ever. Like. Yeah. You can just pretend, Logan. It's a popular show. I wouldn't have called you out on it. I, I appreciate your honesty that you don't want to be guilted into admitting to watching Family Ties when you clearly didn't. I didn't even really watch it either. But anyway, so Skippy from Family Ties, he works with the improv and is friends with Bud Friedman. Well, I don't know if he's really friends with Bud Friedman. I feel like I don't know what their relationship is. But anyway <clears> – <throat> They were setting up this new Bud Friedman online site or, you know, some some site, I joke, whatever. <clears throat> Long story Clever. short, I became the intern for Skippy from Family Ties, who <laughs> he was basically a child star and then, you know, had a nice run, 17, early 20s, and then just is a crazy guy. 
now because he's you know in his 40s, former child star. Nothing ever happened afterwards uh, for him. But anyway, wow, I never knew that. I never <laughs> so knew he did that. He was like, "All right, we got to go to the club. We're going to film people telling jokes for this new joke site." So I'm doing that, and <laughs> one of the guys we get to film is Ron Jeremy doing stand-up comedy, but it's not doing stand-up comedy. It's just like hanging out and, you know, just like man on the street telling jokes. Just looking like the penguin, hanging out. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, he tells us a couple jokes with this, this Asian chick who's kind of hot, and then I have to pity laugh. It was one of the more weirder experiences I had in entertainment. And then we sat there and watched a show with uh, Ron Jeremy hung out. Seemed like a nice guy, so I apologize for laughing earlier about his heart aneurysm. I, I wish him the best. He was nice when I met him, but I met him working for Tom Green, and his breath stank. <laughs> yeah, well. He, I mean, for a guy in the sex trade, I would have thought he would <laughs> the sex be trade. a little more hygienic, but no. No, he's one of those gross male porn stars, Logan. Ugh, I guess that's his thing. <laughs> That's especially – I'm Ron Jeremy. Well, because he grows his hair out too. Like a like literally he looks like Tim Burton's uh, version of the penguin. Yeah. He's uh. not attractive. <laughs> Does not look well. Uh, you know, Dicks will be flying at half mass tomorrow for uh, Ron Jeremy if he doesn't make it through the night. But hopefully he does. Logan, time to wrap things up. Appreciate yeah. you coming on the podcast. You want to try and do a, You want to try and do a haiku for old time's sake? I suppose so. Just should be noted for our audience that I did not write one down, which I usually do. <laughs> do you want a piece of paper, Logan? Sure. Okay. This is a great podcasting. Me handing Logan a sheet of yeah, paper maybe I and shouldn't a pen. Taking the piece of paper. It's all right. I can. All uh, right. So just don't talk aloud. I'll plug some uh, comedy dates. All right. Got some shows coming up in Arizona. I have a uh, show in Redlands, Redlands, California, this Friday. You can uh, get the details there on shantygreen.com. Yeah, the Arizona dates are coming up in February. And, of course, the Comedy Garage every Thursday. Start around 9 o'clock at Rafa's Lounge in Echo Park, 1836 West Sunset. And, of course, like I said before, make sure to log on shantygreen.com. Click that free download link. Check out the 30-minute live recording from Steel Stacks. It's a great crowd, great set. Definitely worth the download. A lot of fun for everyone. All right, Logan, hit it with your pot or uh, your haiku. Dicks at half mass suing the NCAA. It's good to be back. That's it. <laughs> Poignant, emotional. Appreciate it, Logan. And appreciate you guys downloading the podcast. Thank you. Please spread the word for the podcast. We do it live here every week on ShantiGreen.com. This has been The Green Room. The Green Room with Sean Green. Keep up the great work. See you later. Download archived episodes at 247comedy.com and follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. You should have seen she was really naive. Shit, she was still only 19. And he was many years older But he seen her walk by in them tight jeans And he looked at her like, that's my queen Cause he thought that he could mold her But it's over, yeah. no Larry was a 39-year-old dude Who was getting over divorce and a custody